and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the podcast, I'll be sharing pricing tips and strategies along with ways to improve the profit in your business. I've got a track record for helping companies get their heads around their business numbers, and now I'm here to show you how to start earning the money you deserve and become a pricing queen yourself. Hello and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Today I'm going to talk to you about why and how you should package your services. I think it's really important to package your services in your business, so listen on to find out more. Hi there and welcome to episode three of the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about why you should price in packages and why that would make a big difference to your business. So let's get stuck in. So why should you package? So one of the main reasons is to stop pricing by the hour. So I want you to stop pricing your services by the hour and start looking at how you might package up your service and stop talking about your hourly rate and that sort of thing. So you can stop working on a time for money basis. It means you know how to price every single time. If you have two, three, four packages in your business, you will know how to price every time somebody comes to you. You might end up with a couple of extra packages, which are kind of bolt-ons, but roughly you'll know every single time what package somebody's going to go in on. You can stop having icky conversations about pricing. You can put your prices on your website, which is controversial and we'll talk a bit more about later. It stops you having to deal with discount requests and you can have tiers and up and down sales in your business. So let's take each one of those in turn. So we're going to start by talking about pricing by the hour. So why shouldn't you price by the hour? Pricing by the hour punishes efficiency. So the quicker you get at something, the cheaper it becomes. And there's no incentive to do it faster. So just think about that again. If you do something quickly, it's cheaper. But actually, the value to the client is that you've done it quicker and much quicker than they expected. So they don't expect to pay less for it. Pricing by the hour means the client doesn't know how much it might be by the end of it. You can always give a rough estimation of time, but you can end up in a bit of a wrangling about how many hours it was and how much time they're prepared for you to take. And all of that has to happen afterwards. You can't bill in advance if you're billing by the hour. Packages are all about not charging for your time as a straight swap for money. So we're going to talk a bit more about that in this episode. And I want you to start thinking about selling your value, not your hours, and the transformation that you bring to a client. So pricing by the package means that you know how to price every single time you talk to a client. So you don't have to think about it. Every time a client comes to you and says, what's the price? You can tell them what your packages are, what levels there are, and you don't have to have any thinking time about it. You can be upfront about it and clear. It also means that you have clear levels and clear steps on the customer journey. So for your customer to be able to see how they might get to your one-to-one service or their done-for-you service is really important because actually every customer wants to be working with you one-to-one and they want to know that it's going to cost five grand to work with you one-to-one, but actually for 200 quid, they'll do you a power hour or there's a course or that sort of thing. So pricing and packages also prevents icky conversations. So nobody really likes talking about pricing, let's face it. It's always an awkward conversation. And the first few times you do it, it is 
tricky. It does get easier, I promise. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. But actually packaging your services means that you only talk to people who want to work with you and it prevents a lot of that tricky conversation. So I always quote this example where I bought a £27 masterclass, which was very good, and then was upsold a five grand coaching. Now, I was expecting that the coaching was going to be expensive. I was maybe expecting the coaching might be two grand, maybe, but I was not expecting it to be five grand. And it was really awkward. I was talking to the coach and I was like, well, I just don't really have the money. And then we got into a whole, well, you'd find the money if you wanted to. And I was like, well, actually, I don't think that's true. Yes, there's definitely a thing about priorities. But actually, at that point in my business, a year in, I didn't have five grand. And I have a rule that my business is self-funding. So I don't put my own money into that sort of thing. So if it was on somebody's website, I might say, well, actually, I can't afford five grand at the moment, but I got, I really want to work with this person. So actually, I'll save up and in six months time, I'll be able to afford to do it. So thinking about kind of having your prices kind of upfront is really important. And I think part of that is having prices on your website. So having prices on your website is quite controversial. Lots of people say you shouldn't, it, what sets you out from the competition and all of that sort of thing. My belief is that you should have your prices on your website. You should get your stuff packaged up and you should put it on your website because people then can see how much it costs to work with you. So I was talking to somebody about social media management and I can see that actually I could do three posts a week and have engagement or I could have seven days a week and no engagement Or I could have both and I could see how much it was going to be. And I can see how much it is, what I'm getting for that, and of that sort of thing. So it only attracts the right sort of people and it totally stops tire kickers. Because I think that when you look at someone's website and go, right, okay, well, that's the sort of price that I'm expecting to pay. You then get on a call with them to have a chat. You're not talking about the price that's already decided. You might discuss, you know, what the differences are between different levels of packages, but people already know they can afford to work with you for roughly the sort of thing that they want done. So if I looked at someone's website and was like, well, if they're going to post seven days a week and do all the engagement, it's going to cost me a thousand pounds a month. I might go, well, do you know what? I'll do some of the posting and get them to do the engagement or the other way around. So think about how you could package your services so that you can have the right people ringing you up. You don't want people on discovery calls with you until they definitely want to buy. And it also just gives, again, that customer journey thing and and kind of puts people to understand where they might be in their journey with you. So the other thing that you can do with packages is to kind of rebuff discount requests. So again, if you've got them on your website, it sets very clear boundaries about what you're doing and what you're not doing. So what I want you to do with your packages is to be really clear what is in and what is out. So again, social media manager, definitely think about the number of posts, the amount of engagement, but don't talk about time. So when you stop talking about time, but also it's kind of going, this is the boundaries around what I offer you for this price. Because often you get this kind of scope creep where people basically over time just take more and more and more and it's quite difficult to say no no no, I'm sorry but that's not part of what I offer 
So having packages makes it really clear what you are including and what you are not. And be really clear what you're not including in that. You know, again, social media, are you offering to deal with people's DMs? Are you posting different types of content? Are you posting on different platforms? So make sure you're really clear what you're doing and what it includes, and just as crucially, what it doesn't. This also helps then when you're dealing with discount requests, because actually, you know, a charity might come to you and say, well, we're a charity, so, you know, we would like a discount. And you just say, I'm sorry, but I don't offer discounts. These are my prices. And because you've got them on your website and they're clear, people are much less inclined to ask if you want to offer discounts to people you know can't afford it, then I think it's it's absolutely fine to do that, but be very clear about your boundaries. So if you want to work for certain charities, then write down the charities that you're going to work with and how many hours and et cetera that you're going to put aside to work with them so that you don't contribute to your own sort of discount rates. And then you say at the end, I'm sorry, but that's all I'm doing this month. I can only do one day a week as as free or discounted. The other thing I say about discount requests is be really, really careful of putting your own money story onto other people. Lots of people who look like they don't have any money go and have fantastic holidays or have amazing cars. So it's about the priorities that people have. And there are plenty of people who don't have any money who have very, very flash lifestyles. Okay, and people with lots of money sometimes have very small houses. So don't don't put your own money stuff on other people. Try and have an offer that's a downsell so that when people say, I can't afford your one-to-one, you can say, well, fine, there's a group program or there's something else. So I want you to think about not offering to discount anybody and work out how you can make it work without offering a straight discount because it just devalues what you do and offer that means that you will get less in your pocket. There's also the thing of having tiers where you have upsells and downsells. So again, we talked about the customer journey a bit. So you're trying to keep people in your world. If they can't afford to pay for you one-to-one at the moment, you want to offer them maybe a masterclass or a power hour so they can get to know, like, and trust you, which is where you want to get to. And then eventually they might be able to afford or see that your one-to-one would be a priority and how you could help. So when you're thinking about your packages, think out a kind of basic middle, which is probably the one you most want to sell, and then your kind of VIP option, which is a lot of one-to-one time. And the more one-to-one time, the more expensive it gets. If you want to know more about pricing your packages, then I have a Creating and Pricing Your Packages Masterclass, and the link to that is in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please do let me know by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Please do leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps spread the word and get more people listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at the Pricing Queen or One Word, where I share more tips and advice on how to make more money in your small business. See you next time, Pricing Queens. Pricing Queens.